name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. Strange. Strange. And strange. I have to make a song recommendation, and it's not just because every time you download it, I'll get like $1,000 or something. I don't know. I don't think I get anything. I don't. I don't think I do not get anything. This is, and it's not out of the kindness of my heart. I'm not doing her a favor. It's just fantastic. And I got to spread it around. I have feel an intense need to. It's a song called Strange by a woman named Celeste. I don't know anything about her. I think I heard it in a something I was watching in a movie or something. And I was like, who in God's, what in the, what is happening here? She's got a voice from the heavens, and it's fantastic. I didn't look her up. You know why? Because I'm t- I don't want to know anything. It's I don't want to know anything. I just know that song. I don't even know other other songs by her. I'm so enraptured by that song. I don't even want to know any other songs. I they could be better songs. I don't even want to know. The song "Strange" is so perfection that I'm like done. I don't want to know anything about her or any other songs. It's probably bad. She's probably got even better songs or something. But it's so good. If you ever, if you have a chance, Celeste is old school. I mean, like Billie Holiday, old school. Sarah Vaughn, like that kind of like old school. And the phrasings and the whatever. I'm like, oh my god, so beautiful. Ah, I just wanted to spread that around. You know, before I get all negative. <clears throat> the Stanford Inn and Resort, where I where I head up the Wellness Center. Um, you guys know I do that, right? And also clients and all that crap. But this, but this is where I did a cooking last day. It was very fun. But um, they're starting to open up again and to open up in, in dining, dining. I don't know how to say indoor dining. I'll, I'll say it that way. It's eloquent. Indoor dining. Anyway, so we sent a mass email out that said, you know, some other stuff. And then, hey, here's what's happening. And then there's like news. And it's like, you know, we're going to be opening a dining room soon at half capacity because that's the that's the rules of the county which we follow and uh we said yeah we're going to open it to people who are vaccinated you know can verify just because you know we have young staff that can't get vaccinated yet and others that haven't yet and we just want to protect everybody and just want to make it all, it's all good all good and guess what happened nasty emails i'm never coming back there we're not saying you can't eat at the restaurant, by the way. You can like take it to go. People are we're already delivering to the rooms. That's how we've been doing it. We're just saying in dining room right now, it's for vaccination people. The staff's vaccinated, the people are vaccinated. Let's just keep everything safe. But no. Just anger of ugh, I'm never gonna one of them I'm officially never patronizing your establishment again. If she just said I'm never patronizing your establishment again, we'd say, Yeah, but is that official? But she wrote, I am officially. And so it was like, well, we can't question that. It's a, it's official. Um, anyway, she said that we were forcing people to be vaccinated. Because that's that's true. That is, by us saying we want to make sure people in the dining room are vaccinated, we are actually forcing citizens to get vaccinated. That don't even visit us. We're just forcing citizens to be vaccinated. Forcing people to be. That's what we do. In fact, that's, I was like, Jeff, that should be our mom. Stanford in a resort, forcing people to be vaccinated. That's what we do. People just, is it too much time on their hands? That's my question. Or is it too much anger and they don't deal with it and then it just bubbles out in the weirdest, so super weird way? 
Don't respond and don't come. Don't come. It's all fine. I don't care. Nobody cares. Officially, I am a hereby. I state for the record, I am officially never patronizing your establishment again. Mm. I'm having a bourbon. Hey, I'm a bourbon. Do you see how I skated through there? You and anybody goes. Wait, did he say bourbon? He didn't say scotch. He didn't say single malt. He didn't get all high and mighty about sing bourbon. Yeah, I'm having a bourbon. Knob Creek. Taking a canoe on Knob Creek. Um, I've been exploring bourbons. It's sometimes. It's it's nothing. It don't read into it because not a big of a deal. Okay, it's the evening on Sunday uh, on a Sunday. And I thought, I'm going to have a thing. I taught a cooking class today. Very nice people. I came home, chilling. I'm like, you know what? Got the podcast in the queue. Let's get this done. I'm going to sip a bourbon. Okay? That's what happened. Um, but if I sound a little uh, a little mellow, I'm mellow today. I have got kind of got up. We had people over last night who were also vaccinated. I know because it was what we do, right? We force people. So uh, this couple friend of ours, we they came over, they're vaccinated. We're, we had like human being interactions, like face-to-face at a table, talked about stuff. Talked about stuff, not through a cloth, like talked about stuff. Weird and amazing. was so fun. Stayed up way too late. Ate way too much. Stayed up way too late, ate way too much. It's not my mot. It's not my most of the time. So that's why I can do that and not feel shitty about it at all. In fact, the opposite. Like, that was um, freaking amazing. But uh, I'm also 52. So w- when that happens, I don't the next day go, hey, I'm going to, you know, jump up and down for 40 hours, that kind of thing. I did take a trail run yesterday for the first time in a few weeks because I pulled a muscle in my calf. I think I told you guys about it. Did I tell you about them? And uh, oh, so nice. So nice to be on a trail. I took it nice and slow. You guys have been proud of me. You know, my, my history, anybody who's been following me for a while, you know my history of militancy. It's no big, It's not a small thing for me to say two things. One, I took it slow, and I'm drinking a bourbon. Those are very, very big things to say for me. Those are very big things that I would say. Took it very slow. Took it just super easy, like super slow. And I was like, any noggle, any niggle, noggle, whatever. I don't know the word. Anything I feel in my calf, I'm freaking walk. Didn't feel it. Felt great. Oh, went about five miles with Lisa. So good. She's been running. I'm making these podcast episodes like a conversation with somebody who I am super familiar with. That's how, you know, I'll do like, I'll start doing like inside jokes and you'll be like, God, is he, does he think he's on a phone call? Cause this is a podcast that goes out to anybody and everybody. And he's mentioning like his table in his kitchen. That's very weird. It's uncomfortable for, uh, for us. Um, Small Steppers is running. Go to smallsteppers.com, six-part video series. Do that, okay? A few people signed up. I haven't even really, pr- I haven't even really promoted it. I got to tell you. Um, I will soon, but there's a couple tech glitches still that I just are kind of annoying to me. The whole thing works. It's just that the contact form is being weird, but it's li- you would never know. You can email me. Sit at smallsteppers.com. Good Lord. Anyway, smallsteppers.com. Pass the word around. Six-part video series. Super fun. Okay. My book is out, Six Truths. Live by these truths and be happy, don't and you won't, including an audio book. I mentioned it last week. Still excited about it a little bit. Talked to the publisher yesterday. Uh, you know, orders are coming in. That's a good thing in the COVID, in, in you know, books in the time of COVID. Uh, great book by Marquez. Books in the time of COVID. 
Anyways, um, I want to talk about this is the one about hunger and boredom, and this is and this is because this is coming up. Oh, and also thanks to my Patreoners, people who Patreon me. Okay, thank you to people who Patreon me. I thank you, thank you. You give me five bucks, ten bucks a month. You think he's not even gonna notice? I freaking notice. I notice. I notice so much. I can't tell you how much I notice. Like I notice that that much. Sometimes when I'm coaching people. Um, hunger comes up sometimes when I'm living a life in the world on this earth boredom comes up in fact one time my and this has happened multiple times I'm just saying I remember one time where we were in the car and the kids were in the back seat it was you know it's my car the one with the black I'm kidding that's when I was getting too personal what he's I don't and my son goes I'm bored and my wife was like okay and I was like that's so true like it's okay be bored. Like there is an expectation in today's world for most people that we can't have a little bit of anything other than the perfection of what we want in that moment. The pharmaceutical industry has done a very, very good job of making sure that we don't feel a moment of discomfort. If we have a headache, we, it will go, be gone very quickly. If we have a stomach ache, it will be gone very quickly. We can deal with these things very quickly. The only hitch is that it makes us, in a way, numb to our lives. We can't have it both ways. We can't want to feel happiness all the time, but not feel anything other than happiness. If you want that, you're going to be on drugs and medications and junk food. That's what we can pull off. It's not real happiness, by the way. But if you never want to feel the low, you just want to feel the high, uh-oh, right? We know we, we've seen that movie before, right? So I want to talk a little bit about hunger and boredom as, as, as concepts and challenges in the modern world. When we are surrounded by things that will make those, both of those go away immediately in pretty much every developed country. And yet the opposite of that is actually the, the, the road to health, which is very weird. But on a very particular sort of mundane level, I do want to talk about, I have a, cl- a client and I, was, I looked up this, this uh, article. Well, it was in a book by Joel Furman, who's a MD, wrote a book called Eat to Live. He's, he's, we've spoken at some of the similar, in fact, one time I helped him with his PowerPoint thing. I was like the help. I was like Joel Furman's help. He didn't know I was another speaker. He's like, hey, he's from New Jersey. Hey, can, hey, can, is there any way you can help me out with this thing? I got it. I need, it's not working. I got, I go, hey, hey, Joel, let me take care of it for you. My first job out of college was audiovisual. So I just came right, I just went right into that into that mode. I was like, AV, I'm going to look for the out in your computer. I'm going to look for the in on the video projector. Joel, you just sit down. You th- you go sit down and think about broccoli and, I'm, and you, I'll let you know when it's ready and you come back here and you do your you do your, you do do your your thing, okay? Hey, hey, thanks, Sid. Hey, I'm, hey, right, hey, good, huh? Anyway, he in one of his books, he wrote about true hunger and this idea of in the modern world where we don't necessarily ever feel true hunger we try to say i'm hungry i have you know i had a girlfriend i've talked about this before i think but i have a girlfriend in college who was like i'm craving ben and jerry's ice cream i must need calcium like that that level of nutty nut nut i'm like that's not i wasn't even a nutrition at the time and i was like that's the craziest thing and we're not going to go out for very much longer on that note 
anyways, and um, and I wasn't planned, but it wasn't that. It was just like, are you really? You think you crave Ben and Jerry's because your body is so tuned that it knows to pick out the calcium in other in an otherwise basically a drug, and but it's all about the one micronutrient that you that your body is lacking somehow, and it's gonna find it in Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Eh, huh? I mean, a little stretch. Is that a little stretch? Is that a little bit, a teeny little stretch? Anyways, and uh, and so anyway, so I had I had read this about it, so I looked it up. I was trying to, I was going to find the book, and then I, I looked it up online, and, and sure enough, he had done a blog post about it. So I'm going to read, a, I'm going to read a paragraph from it. Sorry to get a little bit, you know, reading a paragraph e. That's a word, by the way. But but I want to, and I'll link to the blog post in the show notes of this episode. Okay, so just 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 listen. This is getting like biological, physiological. As you, as it, as it were, here's a quote. When di- quote, when digestion is complete, the body begins to mobilize and eliminate waste products, causing uncomfortable symptoms. If we allow waste metabolites to build up by eating unhealthy foods, we will feel discomfort when the body attempts to mobilize and remove these wastes. I propose that these sensations are actually symptoms of de- detoxification and withdrawal from an unhealthy diet lacking in crucial micronutrients. Okay, this is now Sid talking. Micronutrients being vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, antioxidants. Okay, not protein, fat, or carbohydrate, but the things that come with the calories. Okay, protein, fat, carbohydrate, calories, micronutrients come with them, the vitamins and minerals. So foods that are lacking tend to be, well, not tend to be, foods that are lacking in micronutrients are unhealthy. I don't care about the protein. That's it's irrelevant. I always teach it what comes with the protein, what comes with the fat, what comes with the carbohydrate. Look to the micronutrients. That's where health lies, not in the calories, but what comes with. That's what helps the body work efficiently or not. Anyway, okay, back to Joel. I call him Joel because I helped him with his video projector. Um, back to quote. I call this quote, I call this toxic hunger. Scientists now know that unhealthy food has effects on the brain similar to those of addictive drugs. This is now Sid talking. Told you so. Back to Joel, quote, healthy food does not produce withdrawal symptoms. When the body is given vegetables, fruits, beans, nuts, and seeds, there's nothing to detoxify. Okay? Now, that's not totally true because you could, it depends on how you eat those things and there can be, you know, some, some after effects. However, the biggest point here is that when you're eating a, a, a less than healthy diet, and what I mean by that is, where, is if most of your calories are coming from foods that are comparatively lower in micronutrients, what you will feel after eating these things after and, and and a while after is a discomfort, not because you're hungry again, but because your body is in a way doing a like a minor detoxification, which which by the way, on a side note, makes detoxes insane. It's it's not I never recommended one ever. I, the only reason I ever would maybe is it makes you think about things more on that in a second. But in terms of your body, your body's always trying to detoxify. It's not like it waits for the seven-day cayenne pepper madness to go, okay, now, well, now I'll clean out. Now, is there some additional housekeeping that can be done when you don't eat for a little bit of time? Of course, that's why intermittent fast, absolutely. But day-to-day, this is happening. And health comes from how you adjust your most of the time so that what you're eating, in theory, is high enough in micronutrients and fiber that the, that there's not as much to detoxify and there's not as much discomfort. And then you can actually get in touch with a little bit what Joel Furman calls, uh, I call him, sometimes I call him Joey, jo, you know, jo, Jolie, sometimes hey, what Jolie Furman calls true hunger, which is hunger that is an effect of being freaking hungry. And that's what's weird. We walk around in developed countries and say I'm hung. I'm star. I love I'm starving, which is insane. But also I'm hu- I'm really I'm so hungry. 
there's a nine time 90% chance that that's not at all true. It's not like you're lacking calories. We have an overabundance of calories. It's just that our bodies and minds have been ripped up to a high expectation that the, sign, the slightest bit of discomfort, we need it satisfied and we need it satisfied fast. And we can in the modern world. So we are overusing this term hungry. One of the many, you know, slight feelings of discomfort that the that modern society has allowed us to mask to our detriment, just a slight discomfort. It's not, most of us, thank God, do not know what actual hunger where you are lacking calories even feels like. In fact, when I transitioned to intermittent fasting, there was a period of time where I felt hungry in the morning. I was like, oh my God, my smoothie, I'm really hungry, hungry. And I thought maybe this isn't a good thing for me. Now it just went completely away. I mean, it's gone. I eat, sometimes I don't eat anything until 2 p.m., 2 p.m. I'm like, yeah, I'll have my smoothie now. And I mean, I'm still not that hungry unless I've had a pretty big workout. And a few hours later, I'm like, I'm actually craving this smoothie or I'm craving these apples. Like it's real. It's not like I'm going, oh, I, the burrito. It's like, no, anything, I'll eat. And that's, those are moments and they're not that often true hunger. So most of it is what I call habit hunger. Um, so anyway, so again, overusing that, that hunger. So my, my, but my broader point of bringing it up in this episode is because it's not true. I wanted to talk about the Furman thing because it's interesting to me. And if you're in that position where you're like, I'm so hungry. If I, you know, hour later, it's like, you know what? Big glass of water. If you transition over, over time. And by the way, Another side note, this is exactly why I, when I coach people in nutrition, I often do small step them in sort of a ease way, ease away in on heavier, well, I call heavier box food. If you read my books, you know what I'm talking about, heavy box food, bringing that, adding in, not taking away so much in the beginning, adding in because there's a physical transition to this. If you change your diet overnight, you will feel, you'll end up being healthier long-term, but the short-term is can be miserable. If, if you eat a standard American diet and then go to whole plants tomorrow with all that fiber, your body will go, you have got to be kidding me if you think I'm dealing with this crap. It, almost literally. Um, it's, it's a shock, right? So to sort of bring in healthy foods that have fiber in them and, and therefore increased micronutrients per calorie levels and, and, and allow your body to make slow adjustments to that name of the game there. But anyway, that's, I wanted to get a little bit in the weeds on that, on that. But what I really want to talk about in this episode is hunger and boredom as concepts, as, as, as di momentary discomforts of, of many, and this intense need to feel satisfied in a moment as possibly a symptom of a larger dissatisfaction. I'm going to say it one more time. Okay. An intense... Okay, is that all right with you? Okay, great. An intense need to feel satisfied in a moment as a symptom of a larger dissatisfaction. And we never know those things. We never know if our intense hunger that we feel is because we're not eating a healthy diet. We never ask that question because we squelch that feeling right when it comes up because we always know where our food is coming from. And I actually think it's totally okay to be hungry and maybe a little bit dis in discomfort if you know where your next meal is coming from. I don't think it's okay to be hungry if you don't know where the food is. I don't, that's not okay. And I, and that's unfortunately in a world where we grow plenty of food to feed everybody, that's certainly not the case. And that is horrific that that's true. But for most of us that we know where our next meal is coming from, because we're literally surrounded by food 
all the time within arm's reach in most cases. It's okay to be hungry now and then. Just like in a world where entertainment is at our fingertips, in our pockets with phones, it's okay to be bored once in a while. It's not only okay, but this is where information presents. It's in these moments where we're not squashing down our discomfort, where we are not satisfying that momentary dissatisfaction where information comes up, information presents in moments of discomfort. It's the moment where you go, am I really hungry or am I just kind of feeling this way? How am I eating? Those are the questions. How am I eating? Maybe I'm feeling a little discomfort because of this. What's going on there? If I'm bored, is there something I, I want to start? Something I'm not starting? Before I jump on my phone and squatch that feeling and dis- distract myself, is there something that I want to think about? Is there something I want to do in my life that's going to give me something to think about when I'm sitting on a couch doing nothing, but I've got things going on? that I want to start, I want to think about, I want to create, I want to do something, and I can think about that at any given time. That's when stuff happens. In those moments. In those moments where you're a little bit dissatisfied, where you're a little bit uncomfortable. Not a lot, not a huge amount of stress, where the stress itself becomes its own distraction, where you're so it's so miserable that you're like, this is all I can think about, how miserable I am. But the, it's the subtle stuff that I'm interested in. It's the day-to-day, the little, the little bits of dissatisfaction, the little below the level of normal and day-to-day when it dips just, just underneath and we attack it because we think we don't have, we have a right to never feel those things. The problem is, is when we don't feel those things, we don't feel the good things too. They're both sides of the same life coin. You can't be satisfied and happy unless you are okay to feel dissatisfied and unhappy now and then too. You have to feel both of those things. And if your effort is to squash and distract and cover dissatisfaction, you are numbing yourself to a more fulfilling life. You're numbing yourself to adventure and curiosity and things that you may not even know that you want to do. The overall message of this episode, the one about hunger and boredom, is it's okay to be dissatisfied. It's okay to let yourself feel these things because overall, you end up feeling more. If you want to run away with me, pack your things and come me we'll finally see what it is to be free if you wanna spend your life with me Cut your ties and come with me We'll disappear dreams with mine 
just the idea is heaven to me is heaven to me If you wanna dream your life away, I am there already. I left with no sympathy. You can cross that line Mix your dreams with mine Just the idea Uh-huh.